I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden, 
Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people in the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Coast of dot we live in a society where people are terrified of their own emotions. They are so terrified of opening up that Pandora's box because they're afraid of what might happen if they actually address a problem. Most people live in avoidance. They live to numb themselves. And by numb, I mean like it can be on certain extremes, but whether or not you are addicted to <laughs> certain kinds of junk foods or alcohol or drugs, like, like I said, there's different extremes, but we live in a society that's conditioned to numbing itself. Now let the magic begin. Hello, hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel, and I hope you are having an amazing Pisces moment. Yes, yes, we are in the Pisces. So I had one of my favorite Pisces babes. Actually, that's not fair for me to say because a lot of my friends are Pisces. A lot of you are Pisces. But she truly is one of my best friends. Her name, Christina Cario Bucaram, also known as Fully Raw Christina online because she basically pioneered the raw vegan movement on the webs as in online on youtube originally and just inspires more people to eat raw vegan meals for every meal or even just one meal a day for a variety of reasons but guess what that's actually not why she's here we don't even really talk about food we do a little bit at the end and a little bit in the beginning because we were talking about alleviating constipation, something I was dealing with, something we all deal with. Hello, why not learn how to naturally relieve it the way Christina would alleviate it? So that's also a fair warning for the very beginning of the episode. Actually, this was a very spontaneous episode. Uh, I was thinking of her and she sent me a little text. You know how this universe works. And so we were just chit-chatting, joking around about life. Another fair warning, 
<laughs> as it has to do with a particular phallic-shaped radish. But she texted me, and then I remember also seeing a new video of hers come up on my recommended YouTube page, and it was on how she overcame failure and dealt with disappointment and just healing emotional trauma full of 11 gems and though when we said that we were going to record an episode we didn't really know what we would end up talking about I figured might as well talk about that because these are not some tips that she just heard from someone else or read online these are actually tools that I've witnessed her apply over the course of four or five years and for her 10 years actually but what I've been able to see just her transformation in applying these tools, using these tools that really, really did help her. And so I hope that some of it might ring true for you. And if it's hard to apply all 11 at once, indeed, just begin to trickle in a few. And of course, I ask her for, you know, her favorite raw vegan dish towards the end of the episode. But really, this was more about talking about fully raw emotions, fully raw emotional healing. And ooh, that's what I'm going to title this episode. <laughs> yeah, so I hope that you enjoy all of that. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your Insta story or just send her a DM. In either case, she's likely going to see it. She loves connecting. And so if you, you know, send her a little thank you note. She'll probably see it and be so delighted that you reached out. And her Instagram is at Fully Raw Christina. That's Christina with a K. I will leave the link to connect with her in the show notes. Also, this is like the third or fourth time she's been on the podcast. I don't know. But she's been on here quite a bit, and I love that. I leave her past episodes up in the show notes as well for you. And also want to send a thank you to the amazing subscribers who have recently sent in reviews. I have read all. One from New Zealand, from XO, another from Maddie Yates. And then thank you, Morgan J, for leaving your Instagram so I can go follow you, um, Morgan Johnston. I also just appreciate your time in, even though I know it only takes a minute or two, but leaving a review truly helps this podcast so much. Oh, I'm so excited. In a few weeks, I will be in Sedona with the 24-25 gals who are attending the retreat, plus Brie and my girl Lindsay, who assisted the last retreat. I am so excited. And, you know, I was about to announce another Bali one, keep a lookout in your inboxes, in your spam inboxes, or um, on my Insta story, or on the site this week, next week, the next retreat will be announced, and first sent to those of you who have asked to receive that information first. Anyway, Again, thank you guys so much if you want to leave a review and of course your IG as well so I know who you are. Feel free to do that. It, again, it means the world. So now, with all of that being said, I believe 
it is time to let the magic begin with Christina Cario Bucaram. KB! KB, do you, you love me? Are you riding? Do you want to hear something funny? I, uh, I just finished filming a YouTube video for a <laughs> um, instant way to eliminate constipation naturally. Oof. I had way too much fiber yesterday, so guess what I'm dealing with today? The bloat. Like, way too much fiber. Um, drink one cup of pure beet juice, like fresh beet juice, like, and... I'm not making any plans tonight. <laughs> I, I I had to drink it on camera to just like, you know, save face. And uh, no, it's it's pretty sweet. I like the taste of beet juice. It's just really funny because my hands are red, my tongue is red, and like all of a sudden I felt my stomach gurgle like a minute ago. I'm like, I give myself two hours before I'm totally pooping my brains out for the rest of the <laughs> night. <laughs> Good to know. I don't have a juicer here, but uh, I can just go to Whole Foods and ask for some beet juice, please. There's other juice bars as well. Yes, but have them make it for you because it has to be only beet juice and like about a cup of it, you know, like freshly made. Have you ever had prune juice? Because mm -hmm. when I used to deal with uh, constipation as a child. I know I have. For whatever reason, though, prune juice kind of makes me gag a little bit. Like it's, I don't know. I handle beet juice better. I think this is this is amazing because I love beet juice. Like I'm like, so excited. I was gonna ask. This you, is very exciting. And, and I was thinking, I was like, should I go buy prunes? Because I haven't been this constipated, and it's that's so crazy you bring it up. I literally haven't been this constipated in a long time. I had a lot of fiber yesterday, like a lot, and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling it right my now. Girl. <laughs> my girl, my girl, my <laughs> girl. <laughs> She need a belly rub. She does need a little belly rub. And it's interesting because it's like, it kind of makes you a little brain foggy. I was going in to write something today and I was just like, I'm just not inspired right now. You actually came to mind as well. I was like, you know, I never ever had the episode with Christina. And then, you know, I was just going back into my writing and you texted me about whatever we were talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I texted you, Maya. <laughs> My radish penis. <laughs> the radish oh peen. Oh and my gosh. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're going to include this in the podcast, but I'll just let people know because I had to refilm this video. I will. You're going to include it. Okay. So I had to include, I was filming a, a video, a juice recipe, and it's basically a cold and flu juice shot remedy because, you know, it's a change of seasons. Everybody seems to be sick right now. So I did a recipe. It's like a very sweet and spicy recipe, but it cleans out 
your mucus. It's very strong. It's got radish, garlic, jalapeno, and a bunch of other very uh, warming things. And, you know, I got this local giant radish that looked like an erectile penis. <laughs> I didn't realize that it looked like this until I had it right in front of me in a bowl and I like did the intro to the video. I filmed the whole video without noticing this. And then this morning I started editing. Not kidding. It I was standing right in front of the radish that was like pointed upward right in front of me. It was just... So awful and so inappropriate. <laughs> and I had to redo the whole video. It was, it was like it was probably the best blooper of all time that no one will ever Ugh, get to see. But man. I, mean, I couldn't have I couldn't have planned it to be that <laughs> awful if I tried, but it was so bad it was good. I mean, everybody <laughs> in my family and you, like you and me, we had such a funny laugh about it. <laughs> like a white humongous that... daikon radish just like <laughs> ruined my whole video. You would have sent so much money to those trolls out there that make YouTube videos on stuff like this. I'm telling you, I... it was gold. <laughs> It was cold. Just, just <laughs> glad I caught it before, you know, it's just so inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially since it's a sponsored video. To be honest, it would be kind of funny if you were to, like, post it and then poke fun at it for a second yourself. But I don't know what your audience's humor is like. And also... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're awful. safe here, though. I'll tell you that. I'm safe here. Thank you, everybody, for yeah. for listening with compassion as we speak about this. <laughs> horrific blooper <laughs> but honestly it's just the reality that happens sometimes when you film there's certain things that you don't see until you start editing yeah like oh my gosh oh yeah anyway so good mm. speaking of youtube you know you came up on my recommendation page i'm like oh, my girl my baby oh. but it was on how to overcome failure deal with disappointment and heal emotional trauma and i was like oh my gosh in just, what, 18 minutes and 44 seconds, you pretty much summed up this entire mental, spiritual journey that I've been able to witness you go through with the past, like, five years, and this has been your life for the past 10 years, and I was like, there's so much gold in here that, of course, it's hard to elaborate on a YouTube video for yourself without making it, like, a full movie because you've been through so much, so there's so much gold in this 18 minute and 44 second video because it's so true in how it's helped you mentally thank you spiritually yeah and I just want to honor you. you I'm so proud of you thank you I you know it's it's funny because it's like having you here I feel so comfortable because I can't I mean for those of you who don't know Raquel and I have spent so much time together in Bali and there were just when I was really going through it like after having lost my co-op and um Oh my gosh, just I went through the ringer. Like I've I've just yeah. been through so much, especially the past 10 years and um I feel like Raquel you and I have talked about so many of these things, but I haven't put them in a video and I probably spent about 2 weeks preparing like writing those points for the video. I do feel like it's a bit ironic that YouTube sent me some kind of notification saying, this is your least watched video of all time. And I was like, screw you, YouTube. I don't care. But I was like, right. but I think it's actually kind of interesting because, you know, people are used to seeing recipes from me or like inspirational health content or, or, or whatnot. But sometimes I feel like it's always the most important messages that we share that are the ones that are least heard. And, um, yeah, there's like it, this video is there's just so much in it, like gems that um, can really, yeah. really help. I don't know if you want to expand on that. Oh, but. we do <laughs> definitely do. 
of course, you are publicly known for helping people out with their physical health and inspiring people to eat more raw vegan food or to go fully raw. And yeah, so it makes sense why that would be your least watched video because people, they're, they love to go to you for your recipes and yada yada. And your audience might not be seeking anything for helping out with anxiety or um, failure, depression, emotional trauma, you name it, you know? Yeah. And so when, I mean, that's probably the only reason I can think of it um, because that's not really in their algorithm for their, a recent video to recommend to them. But so I don't think that that has to do with their lack of interest in you, but of course, because of whatever you've been through, the beginning of it is how to overcome failure, which everybody deals with. It's like the mind would perhaps first go to that, but you somehow still are looking at this as a gem, as a piece of gold, because you know how valuable it is. And I'm not trying to promote your video. It's just like, we're going to be talking about these lessons. Yeah. I will. I mean, we'll just like, for those of you who haven't seen it, my first point that I talk about is feel it to free it. Yeah. Um, And I like, especially I think this is very in alignment with what you do, Raquel, because you're always, you know, guiding people back home to themselves, Mm -hmm. right into the feeling self, you know, your own journey, you know, and oftentimes in society, like I'm going to go ahead and just like relate this to food or addiction, but we live in a society where people are terrified of their own emotions. They are so terrified of opening up that Pandora's box because they're afraid of what might happen if they actually address a problem. Most people live in avoidance. They live to numb themselves. And by numb, I mean like it can be on certain extremes, but whether or not you are addicted to <laughs> certain kinds of junk foods or alcohol or drugs, like, like I said, there's different extremes, but we live in a society that's conditioned to numbing itself. And um, it's really sad, right? Very few people walk around feeling their emotions and expressing them. And I think a part of my journey, when I first went raw vegan, eating all these raw foods, all these raw emotions came up for me, and I couldn't, for the life of myself, figure out what I was feeling, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? It was like I knew I was feeling crazy, but I, I couldn't identify what anger was or resentment or anxiety or these things, and it wasn't until I took Marshall Rosenberg's course, Nonviolent Communication, that I had to sit down with his book and a list of emotions and start pinpointing what I was feeling and what I needed to help me, you know, overcome some of these emotions or to shift them or to transform them. And going through that whole process really helped me understand the power of vulnerability because as soon as you really feel something and move through it, it's kind of like you release it. Yeah you free it. Yeah. It, it, it just kind of like escapes from your body rather than like walking around and holding on to this thing for years and years and years, which as we know, you and I both know that emotions, negative emotions that are, you know, held in the body can create disease as well. Mm-hmm. So um, learning how to work on the emotional component is as valuable as working on the physical component as well. Like everybody wants to get healthy and lose weight and you know, work on the physical self, but you, you can't work on the physical without having the mental component be there as well. And uh, yeah, fully raw <laughs> isn't just about the food. I cry in public now. Mm. Like I cry on planes, I cry in public venues, and I like so proud of it when it happens. And 
full-on displays of public <laughs> vulnerability. Do not Hell care. Yeah. My poor boyfriend, Cash. But you know what? I feel so much better when I do. And to my surprise, like some people might give you weird looks, but people get it because people who are woke, they, they get yeah. it, right? And, and most people probably wish they could open up and feel things like that. They're just too scared. They're just too scared to feel it because it does go hand in hand, being able to honor your mental health and your physical health. Yeah. That all has to do with your spiritual wealth. And so I just so honor you for doing that and for just being able to now cry in public. That's that's something that, you know, I even struggle with for sure. I regardless of where I'm at in my journey. It's nice that you have your support system. It's nice that you have cash there. He is such a warrior. He is, but I mean, he laughs at me in, in certain things. And I'm so sensitive too. Girl, you are a Pisces. I, I, Pisces so need sensitive. to cry in public. <laughs> so sensitive. <laughs> oh my gosh, just a totally non-related funny story, but we were on a plane recently and there was a movie. You know, you watch movies on planes. And um, there was this movie about this dog, right? Any animal movie just makes me like sob on a plane, right? So the dog dies in the movie (laughs) and I am, my face is just wet with tears and I'm doing like the the sad, ugly cry, you know, the one where you're like, (laughs) 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 you know, the really, anyway, so Cash is sitting next to me and he's like, babe, are, are you okay? This is really bad. So all of a sudden the man on the other side of Cash asked him if he was abusing me he's like are you abusing her and cash was like no bro it's a dog a dog died in the movie she's fine but like it was like anyway so cash leaned over he's like babe people think i'm abusing you can you just like calm it down and i was like i'm i'm so sorry Oh, yes, that ugly cry. Oh, my gosh, I'm too bad. Also, by the way, that man that asked that, you know, just blatantly, is that the right way of saying it? Blatantly? Blatantly? I don't know. But when he asked that, how many people do that? So that guy, awesome, (laughs) even though that wasn't the situation. But that is awesome. And you know what's great about watching those type of soppy dog movies that just make you want to weep all day long or just any movie that's going to make you want to cry? You're also actually crying out of a lot of emotional trauma, I believe, that you've been holding in that you just haven't really been able to see consciously. Yeah, I mean, the waking state. most people don't cry unless they're watching some kind of a story, but they cry because they can relate to it, right? And it's a, it's a way to release. You got to feel it to free it. I love that, by the way, that phrase, feel it to free it. Right, because the only way out is through. Short interruption to celebrate sponsor, who is very supportive of vegan diets, hum nutrition, in fact, They have an amazing B12 supplement that, of course, uses clinically proven ingredients that are clean and natural and not once, not twice, but triple tested for potency and purity to make sure that we are not ingesting chemicals or unclean foods that our bodies don't necessarily need because that of course, defeats the purpose of what their aim is, and that is helping optimize our health. In fact, actually have a new product for us ladies called Private Party that supports vaginal and urinary tract health, 
have not tried it. Very curious. And again, it is in a vegan capsule. And they have several vegan vitamins. They have one that is a pre and a probiotic called Skin Heroes, formulated for those who happen to be a little acne prone and has nine strain probiotics and organisms and prebiotic cognac root to balance the gut microbiome but they have so many more. And if you don't naturally have, or if you need to work to have the right enzymes for your bellies to digest certain foods, it is nice to have an extra supplement for the extra support. Another one I recommend is the Flatter Me. I could definitely use this one today as it decreases bloating and helps break down the proteins and the carbs, the fiber and the fats. And if you do eat dairy lactose, I have tried it myself and it did, and it really does help probably because it contains 18 full spectrum enzymes and ginger and fennel and peppermint along with gut instinct, which is an amazing probiotic that I've talked about on this podcast many times. And I am interested in trying killer nails because my nails are in a little bit of a need of some attention. I will tell you that right now, which their killer nails contains high potency biotin. So hum, I genuinely think that they're one of my favorite sponsors, not only because they've been with us since the beginning, but they really do make sure to provide clean supplements because you just never know how some things are sourced. Um, So go to humnutrition.com and you can even read up and do the research yourself. Feel it out. See if this is a right fit for you. You can even talk to one of their special nutritionists for free to find out which supplement is best for you after you take this three-minute quiz. So, I mean, why not also try that and get some great advice as well? And if it does feel right for you, type in the promo code MAGIC at checkout and receive 20% off your order. Even if there's a sale, that 20% off will go on top of that sale. So might as well. And you can be anywhere in the world. So yes, New Zealand Kiwis. Yes, my British babes. Yes, my Finnish fam. Wherever you're at in the world, all of you are welcome to hum as well. Again, enter the promo code MAGIC at checkout for 20% off your order. So the next one, I know a lot of people, when they hear this, they almost want to cringe because they're like, what does that even mean? Or it just doesn't make sense to them. Or they're like, love what? But the thing is that there's so much beauty when we elaborate on it. Just give us a second. Let us tell you. So (laughs) the second one, love what is. Elaborate on that for me. So I think for me personally, I have a hard time accepting things that – I just have a hard time accepting anything really that isn't what I hope for it to be. And uh, for instance, I think we all get our expectations up uh, for certain things. It can be something small or big, or we have this idea in our mind of how we want things to go in life. And when it doesn't happen, we get gravely disappointed. Do you know what I'm saying? We just get sad and depressed and 
I recently had something happen to me where it was like, I thought my life was going to be headed in this direction. And then the door got slammed shut in my face. And I was just so hurt and in pain about it. And I wallowed for three days. And um, this has just happened to me so much in my life where I was like, you know what, I just need to learn how to love what is. And on a deeper level, um, really understand that no's aren't necessarily a bad thing, but perhaps they're a redirection in your life for something that's better. Or maybe perhaps a no is something that will save you from doing something or save you from something that wasn't meant for you. Like, like I, you know, for whoever, whoever believes in God or whatever you believe in, but it's, you know, you being protected for something that wasn't meant for you. Absolutely. So if you can think about it in that way, then you can learn to love what is. Like, okay, if that door closed, what can I be grateful for right now? Or how can I learn to love and appreciate the situation? That way I'm not breeding resentment or anger and I'm not focusing on, you know, my control issue at hand, but I'm learning to flow with it, um, have acceptance, and ultimately have more peace with the situation. Because I feel that when we're open in that way, more beautiful things are drawn to us. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. And that's not a way of spiritually bypassing something or painting rose colored paint over whatever is in front of you that you might feel rejection from. You might feel blamed. You might feel shame. Whatever it is that you're experiencing, it's not that we're trying to paint a rose color over it by any means. It's more so just recognizing that perhaps this is actually going to happen for you. This experience is not happening to you, as we've said a million times on this podcast, but this experience is not happening to you. It really, really is happening for you. And perhaps this is a good way to give yourself the compassion that, A, you are human. You are human going through this, and it's not always easy to be human. So it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling, um, but B, to also know that you are always taken care of. God, source, universe, to have that faith and trust that no matter what, you're always taken care of. Perhaps, like you said, that one path that you think in your mind is so perfect for you, that one path that you, that story you're trying to create that if this happens, this will happen, will honestly probably not happen, but also perhaps that opens so many other doors that you just aren't able to quite see it, but they're on their way and they're about to open for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and I think when you're in the heat of the moment, it is so difficult because you're wrapped up in the emotions. And I think that's where the challenge is when it's like when you realize, okay, it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. Can you fall into a place to love what is like and really love what is? Do you know what I'm saying? Right? Like, I kind of feel like that's what that's the ultimate goal is to love whatever happens. Now, Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and this can be very difficult for people depending on the levels of extremity here. Like, um, oh, yeah. Right? Because, I mean, it can be something as, as extreme as death and people will be like, well, how am I supposed to love that? Impossible, right? Um, granted, I know. But less extreme levels, like let's say you make a B on a test, you can love what is and like mm-hmm. the lesson learned, you can learn from it and try harder next time. So you can see there are different extremes, but um, loving what is when it comes to death or 
other things that are very challenging. I mean, you can really, really be tested. Mm-hmm. Um, but then maybe perhaps like learning to celebrate somebody's life or maybe even take your life and live in honor of them, live in a way that would celebrate them. Yeah. Right. So it's, um, yeah, it, finding the love, <laughs> finding the love in a situation can be challenging for sure. You know, whatever that is, is so challenging. And so feel whatever you're feeling and allow yourself to grieve, allow yourself to, you know, experience that trouble, but be open to the possibility that there will be some light in it yeah, somewhere because absolutely. your heart oh. deserves that. We, we, I think everybody deserves that though. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and if I've learned anything, it's that nobody will make it happen for you. You have to make it happen for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it has to happen. You, like, you have to create it for yourself. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Yep, yep. Um, it doesn't hurt to, of course, ask for help if you feel guided to do that. For myself, I have a hard time asking for help. I am the worst at that. So for me, one of my challenges is allowing myself to ask for help and just ask and reach out there for help in any way, shape, or form. When I do do that, it's interesting how what I thought seemed so challenging and difficult, all of a sudden that brings so much light to that situation. That's a hard thing for a lot of people. Yeah, it it is. I mean, because, I mean, there are a lot of people right now who are really struggling. Mm -hmm. Like, and when I say really struggling, I mean, people who are, I mean, Raquel, you and I have have come a long way. We're not afraid to look at our emotions, but there are people who are not even willing to open up that door. It is just easier for them to live numb, uh, in numb, in the matrix, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak, right? Um, and so it's like, okay, how do we reach those people? How do we talk to those people? Because everybody needs healing. Am yeah. I right? Everybody needs healing, and I think everybody does want to wake up. And I think that's, for me, that's why raw food has been so important because for me, raw food isn't food. The journey has been an awakening for me. It's been a mind, body, spirit journey. It's not a food obsession. It's more so just that eating raw food has been, it's the open, it's it's basically what opened the door for me to achieve more healing, Mm. if you know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. And thinking of the cynics comments in the back of my head, I've noticed a lot of this stuff will be brought up and people just kind of want to turn it off and they don't want to listen because they think it's just going to seem so seamless the entire time in that way when there's always questions being gathered. And so someone might think, well, um, I don't want to do the raw journey or whatever, but for you, it's not about that. It's so much more than that. Yeah, totally. Like you're not trying to say, okay, if you go raw, your entire world will be healed and everything will make sense. You're saying that that was part of your journey that really helped you open up to way more than if you were to continue another path. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it honestly, (laughs) it kind of (laughs) like messed everything up for me, but it pulled it back together in a way that I better than I could have ever imagined. It's I use this analogy of dust on a bookshelf. Yeah. Right? If you let a bookshelf sit with books on it for a long enough period of time, what happens? All those books get covered in dust. Yeah. But the second that you take a book off the shelf, what happens to all the dust? It goes flying everywhere. Right? It's it's like the That's same true. thing that kind of happens in your body the second you start detoxing. 
right? You start eating well, detox madness happens, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you never, but the same thing emotionally, the second you start opening Pandora's box, you never know what to expect, but it's like you're cleaning the bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a way. So and a lot of people, it does yeah. really also start with like my spiritual journey definitely started when I became, um, and it did start with an obsession for me, but you know, just physical health and perfection, which is something that we'll be guided into, but my spiritual journey, as far as understanding the concepts of spirituality stemmed from trying to a achieve this perfect physical health and b just achieve this perfect life, which as I deepened my spirituality, I realized that there is no such thing as perfection. So why even try to reach for it? Whereas loving what is and feeling whatever you're experiencing is truly two of the biggest key components to your spiritual health, bringing this all full circle. But yeah, so you letting go of perfection, that was huge. And that's three. So where did this all come from for you? I've been a perfectionist my whole life. Uh, I never made a B. If I made an A minus, I cried. I was always told that I had to work harder, do more, um, you know, basically kick my own butt all of the time if I ever wanted to be good enough. Right? Yeah. And and it stemmed from like, you know, I'm not going to put my parents down or anything, but I, most of my childhood, this feeling of not being good enough, abandonment issues, things that came up very strongly for me that would always, um, you know, made me always want to try harder. And if I messed up, I would punish myself for it. Mm -hmm. Like, right. And so I always thought that perfection was the only way to go if I wanted to be loved, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? I had to be perfect to be loved or accepted. And it's just an unrealistic expectation, which is why I said in that video, my number four is perfection is an unrealistic expectation. Perfection doesn't exist in the world. (laughs) Like I was a math and calculus tutor for six years before I started my co-op and before I was even on YouTube. So for me, numbers... I could reach perfection. I could get 100 on that test because I could do that. But in real life, there's that doesn't exist. Things get messy. There's no perfect number. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, And it, it was almost as if the perfect life for me was something that I placed on a pedestal. And I had to learn that I would rather place adversity on a pedestal instead of perfection mm-hmm. because – Perfection isn't relatable, right? I mean, who can relate to perfection, right? We we relate to one another. We bond with one another based upon the struggles that we go through and our humanity, right? That's how we're able to connect. So in my pursuit of perfection, it was almost as if I was disconnecting from myself. But as soon as I began to reconnect with the parts of me that were human and messy, brought me back home and it helped me to like really solidify my relationship with other people as well and actually reach out and get more support. Yeah. So um, yeah, that perfection one's a big one for me. I mean, that's so <laughs> beautiful. And to be honest, it's so interesting to think that it feels in the moment imperfect, quote unquote, or it can seem like it looks on a book 
imperfect, quote-unquote, but when you really look out at how beautiful the story is with all the other humans that you are able to connect with and other people just feeling less alone and other people just feeling like they're able to be seen for who they truly are and they're actually able to show themselves and embrace themselves even if they don't mold into what society has created as this perfect storybook and just like that the further that we step away from this perfect storybook how perfect it is like that is perfect just the true human love and connection (laughs) and being able to feel you that imperfect self is so perfect and that's why I have the imperfect tattoo on me because all these imperfections are truly so perfect you know yeah I mean and in a way meant to be oh yeah so oh yeah. yeah I love that Oh yeah. <laughs> so yes, I think uh, that's why my 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 number four was perfection is an unrealistic expectation. It's a nice reminder for me when I feel like I get wrapped up in making something be perfect. I'm like, okay, well, perfect doesn't exist. I'm good enough. I'm already worthy. I'm gonna place adversity on a pedestal here instead of perfection. I'm gonna honor. Uh, what I do in my process and my journey to get there instead of the actual destination. So embrace that adversity be no one wants to see that perfect, whatever to peach. (laughs) (laughs) I girl, I got cellulite on my booty and I'm proud of it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And the thing is that's the human body and that's why it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all, I mean, talking like pulling it back to body love, we're all shaped so differently. There's not one piece of anybody that makes one person better than another. It's just not, that's just not how it goes. No, absolutely not. I'm one of those people as well where I've had to really let go of the body shame Because for me personally, it shapes so drastically so often. It goes up and down. I gain weight fast. I lose weight fast. So now I'm just like at a place where wherever I'm at, I'm going to love that. Yeah. (laughs) But you can make a rap song out of that. Wherever I'm at, I'm going to love that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Five. Let's make a rap okay. song out of this. Give without <laughs> just kidding. I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna even try. Number five. <laughs> Give without expecting anything in return. Ooh. So the reason why I included this one in um, and I know this one is probably like the sore thumb out of all of them, but when we're talking about overcoming failure and dealing with disappointment or even trauma, I think this one is really important because I have been hugely disappointed and traumatized by other people that I not only bent over backwards to, um, but like I'll, I'll just give the example of how I, I best learned this. One of my best friends for years, I lent her a huge amount of money. She took it and never paid me back and never spoke to me again. Raquel, you know the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty much everything I had in my savings. So it was such a huge lesson for me because not only was I disappointed, like thinking that you knew somebody, and then all of a sudden them just like, dropping you like a hot potato, showing you a different side of them that they you'd never seen. And then on top of that, being slightly traumatized by it because if it's somebody you love and all of a sudden they're just gone and they took something like so huge from you, we can even say like relationships. I have been cheated on, right? Like you give your love 
to somebody and then all of a sudden you find out that they're like with somebody else at the same time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't cash, by the way, guys. No, it wasn't cash. (laughs) Um, But I mean, just talk about number one, being traumatized, right? Especially moving into a future relationship, being hugely disappointed or even feeling like you're a failure in the relationship. You're a failure by not having seen it before. How could you not have seen this before is the voice that we, you know, what we tell ourselves. Um, so yeah, that here, my lesson from all of that was give without expecting anything in return. Um, and for someone like me, who's a people pleaser and grew up being a giver and a perfectionist and me always thinking, well, I had to do everything to please everybody, to be worthy and to be loved and accepted. Uh, of course I have to give everything I have, even if it means me being miserable. So I put myself in positions where I would give up so much of myself and it didn't matter if I was miserable, if I was making the other person happy, that's what counted. Now that's not the best way to go about things. I know that now. Um, but I was so afraid of people not liking me or being rejected that I made allowances for things in my life that I never should have. Mm. Right. For instance, like another example was years and years ago, I had somebody working for me, who I knew consciously they were stealing money from me and I made it okay because I thought, you know what, this person must need the money way more than me. I'm just going to not say anything. And I knew they were stealing money from me. That, my friend, is not just a people pleaser but an enabler and somebody who was so afraid to stand up for themselves um, that I ended up harming myself instead of you know, putting myself in a position of, of doing good. And that is what led me into my next point, number six, which is speak up and set boundaries. <laughs> I mean, I've, I am the queen of somebody who did not know what proper boundaries were growing up, right? So, you know, not only am I learning how to give without expecting anything in return, which, you know, is, is wonderful because then you give selflessly and then you have zero expectation, no reason to be disappointed, no reason to encounter failure. No reason to encounter trauma because you gave selflessly and it helps you to create more loving relationships. But um, when it comes to speaking up and setting boundaries, it's you're putting yourself in a position to not have people take advantage of you. Now, granted, it's always possible for people to take advantage of you. If somebody really wants to, they'll find a way. But it's about putting yourself in a position so that it's not as easy for them to do it. Or like if you have strong enough boundaries, the answer is just no. Your vibe is just no. Your energy is just no. You know, people won't even won't even go there to try and take advantage of you. Now, yeah. if you met me in a room of people, I get like Cash and I talk about this all the time. Certain people are drawn to me and they immediately want something from me. I, I'm not kidding. We've been in rooms of people before. People will single me out That's and true. start asking me for stuff. They'll ask to be on my YouTube channel. They'll want to do a collab. I'm like, I don't even know you. And they will try and pull stuff on me and say things to me that they would never say to cash. We're in the same room. Nobody approaches cash in this way. <laughs> and it's, it's really funny because, I mean, I learned boundaries from cash and a few other of my beautiful friends in my life. But his boundaries are so solid. People just don't even mess with him. It's an energetic boundary. It is an is... energetic thing. And yeah. so it's like I'm working at getting there. But it's um, – and – I'm not ashamed to ask. So if I don't know what a boundary looks like, because keep in mind, I'm, I did not know what boundaries were growing up. So 
me having to learn this is like learning a new language. <laughs> if I'm not sure what a healthy boundary looks like, I go and I ask people, I ask Cash, I'm like, hey, what does a healthy boundary look like here? What's right? What's wrong? And he'll just flat out tell me. Or if he feels like I'm acting up or saying something or not, you know, not seeing that somebody else is trying to take advantage of me, he'll call me out on it immediately. He's like, how do you not know this? He'll be like, I don't know. I didn't know that this was a thing. But now that I know, I need to stand up for myself. Dang it. I don't want to. I'm scared to say something. <laughs> right? So, yeah, speaking up and setting boundaries has been challenging for me, especially when it's with people that you know. I think it's way easier with people you don't know. But when it's people that you love and know, it's harder because you're afraid of abandonment and you're afraid they won't, yeah, yeah, afraid of hurting them, afraid they're going to leave you. It's just more challenging. So Yeah, but hopefully, and a lot of people do have the awareness where they can honestly just read into it without you having to say anything. But for those that don't, that can be extra challenging. I totally understand. I never have those people that like know when they're they're crossing my boundary. They just go for it. (laughs) Uh, No, I feel like, well, it's not that I, I don't ever feel like I've crossed a boundary of yours but I've definitely at least um, made sure to I would do this with everybody though I'm extremely considerate yeah well we're not talking about you here (laughs) okay true Uh, but I'm just letting you know that there are people in your life now that indeed honor your boundaries Um, you're in a different position though Christina you're in a different position where I mean every single celebrity or a lot of other people that are in some sort of limelight that I know of or I know personally deal with this and it's not just because there's like an energetic boundary but it's you know people have agendas when certain people are um, in the limelight with their success totally and so that's something that you're honestly just gonna have no matter how thick your boundaries are it can be as strong as Elon Musk's. It could be you could have the freaking uh, the national security in front of you, and you people are still going to be crossing that boundary because that is there's a lot of people in this world that just have that agenda. I just want to say because I've watched your boundary evolution. I feel like we discovered this word in 2016. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I remember walking up to you and being like, "I just had a two hour conversation with Chella about boundaries." I was like, "Do you know what a boundary is? How come nobody ever?" Ever talk to me about this and it's like I walked around for four months with you and anytime mm-hmm. something came up I was just like boundaries <laughs> boundaries is the word of what 2016 2017 yes. my word was it's still mm-hmm. my word I'm still working on it so just for people who are who are you know listening here I'm still working on it I have not mastered it and it's been four years and trust me I have put in the time and effort to make it work I'm still learning <laughs> I just want to say though like watching this evolution a your boundaries are pretty <laughs> way thicker way way thick I'm so proud of you with how you are with people around you but also I think that you know how there's that saying where people don't understand things that they're not does that make sense like someone that you know, doesn't know what hate is, honestly can't even comprehend what hate is because they don't have any of that. Right. You're just not that type of person. You just, it's hard for you to grasp without this life experience of really having to set them because 
you really are just so open, but you don't have agendas with people and you don't think ill. Like you're so such an open book, open to being friends with everybody, love everybody, see the great in everybody, see the good in everybody. Um, so it's not that you're naive or, or anything. It's just that how could you see something that you're not? Yeah. No, thank you for that compliment. Um, two things that just came up for me is, do you remember when we were in Bali? And I won't say names here, but do you remember when that super fan showed up at my hotel. He found out where I was staying and he showed up and he waited at my hotel for me to come back for like a full 12 hour day. And then he, then when I got back, he asked if he could follow me around because he wanted to be my friend. And I didn't know what to say because I was like, oh my God, I'm going I'm to hurt this guy's feelings so much. But this is so weird. Cash was over there like, you better tell that guy to F off and like be out of here. This is creepy AFKB. Where are your boundaries? And I'm like, this guy's been my super fan forever. It was just like, and then I just remember you being like, KB, there's got to be a middle ground, but he can't be like no. waiting for your, your hotel. No, no, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so okay. bad. So, okay, just to give people, the reason why I bring this up is because to show people that um, niceness and kindness can be two different things. Like I wanted to be nice in that situation and just like let this guy follow me around, but that wasn't necessarily the healthiest boundary for me or for him. So I had to recognize that you can be kind and still have boundaries, right? Like I, sometimes I feel like niceness does people a disservice, but you can be kind and have healthy boundaries and still achieve the same result, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Right? Oh my gosh, so, this will be – oh, keep going. Well, I'm just saying that's a huge lesson I had to learn because I thought I had to be nice, nice, you know, quote, quote, for everybody to like me and never say no – and then I'm like, all right, but kindness can also mean saying no and having boundaries and achieving the same result, basically. Allie has a beautiful poem on that kindness versus niceness that just like really hit home for me because that was one of my greatest challenges. And so that's actually a great segue into seven, work on raising your self-esteem because to be honest, a lot of my lack of self-esteem came from me just feeling like I needed to be nice, but I wasn't really being truly me. Whereas, you know, kindness is so yeah. different. And, and keep in mind, like, self-esteem is how you carry yourself. And I think it really stems from how we talk to ourselves. We all have limiting beliefs. We all have positive and negative self-talk. Uh, we all compare ourselves to other people, but it's, you know, the more you work on your self-esteem, the better you feel about yourself, the more confidence you have. And confidence doesn't have to be a cocky thing. It can just be that you radiate and glow wherever you go and you don't have to put yourself down all the time or self-sabotage um, or hurt yourself with your thoughts or with your physical actions. And um, yeah, so my number seven is working on raising your self-esteem. And the way that I did that, I'm very into journaling. Raquel, I know you are too, is uh, every day I would write down three things that I liked about myself um, and then I would read them repeatedly and then I would just remind myself that I'm good enough and that these are three things I like about myself and you know even if I just started there they made me feel good right and that I could carry those qualities with me wherever I went and you know working on raising your self-esteem. 
So yeah, and there's so many ways to celebrate who you are as a person, um, and that is the way. That is one of the ways to raise self-esteem. But a lot of people don't want to pull out the tools. They might just have a hard time feeling that love for themselves for a variety of reasons. And so I think that focusing on the talk, your inner dialogue, and somehow just shifting that every single time you catch yourself talking negatively to yourself to switch it to something that actually might resonate with you. You know, it might not resonate with you to say, I am beautiful in this moment. It might not resonate, but you know, maybe I am feeling like I just feel better about myself today and how I've been treating myself. I've been eating more healthy today. So I'm proud of myself for doing that. And it does start the momentum. And I truly think that momentum is honestly the most powerful force in the universe because you can either gain momentum and continue to just, you know, get on that momentum with self-love and climb, 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 or vice versa and just spiral down. Yeah. And in addition to that, if I can add to that, you know, you can also increase your self-esteem simply by doing the things that bring you joy. Yeah. Like it. So if you struggle with talking positively to yourself, start doing things that you love to do. Yeah. Like dance in the shower. <laughs> Be uh, careful. I fell the other day. <laughs> no, dance naked in your room, not in the shower. Um, but, you, but do you get what I'm saying? It's like if you yeah. can't, if you, if your number one step isn't talking kindly to yourself, Start doing things that bring you joy because when you're in a joyous state, it's easier to be nice to yourself or to be kind to yourself. You know what I think is also super important is to surround yourself with people that just love you no matter what, see you no matter what. Because I was thinking about, you know, the time I did spiral down, I was in London and you you, you came and you stayed with me in London and your presence just being there because you love me just for who I am so much. And I could feel that I saw that, that it helped to raise my self-esteem. Just, it's like a reflection. You see the reflection of how they see you and yourself and you're like, oh, I am so loved and this person loves me for no reason but just because of who I am and just to be able to see that in someone else that is surrounding you that can help immensely absolutely yeah surrounding yourself with people who love and care about you hands down like you need to have that and if you like and in the opposite way, do not surround yourself with people who do not have your best interest at heart. <laughs> yes. Or you just feel that they don't see you, don't care to see you, don't care to get to know you. I think that's a huge key to just recognizing your worth is surrounding yourself with people that really do also yeah. just love you yeah. for you. Absolutely. And that leads us into number eight. Ah! <laughs> All these segues. Well, because they, they, I, I very carefully thought about all of these. Um, it did number, take two weeks. Number eight is change my question. And this one is a bit different. I learned this at a Tony Robbins conference. So when we're talking about self-esteem, there are a few roadblocks that come in the way because we all tend to have these stories that we tell ourselves um, or we believe that we struggle with something that nobody else does. Right. So we tend to ask ourselves these questions when difficult things come up. Why does this keep happening to me? What did I do wrong? Why me? Why me? Why me? Everybody has a different question. Right. Um, And it's a it's the question is somewhat victimized. There is a bit of self-pity in it. Right. But we focus more on that question and it tends to spiral us down rather than 
a question that might be um, constructive. constructive, like what can I learn from this? You know, what, how can I get myself back on track, right? So number eight follows up the self-esteem because it, it reminds me to change my question. When I'm having a really crappy day, I'm stuck in traffic and I'm like, why me? I'm like, all right, what can I learn from this? Do not leave your house at 5 p.m. <laughs> Do it like schedule things around 5 p.m. traffic, right? It can be as simple as that. I, like stop giving things meaning that don't need meaning, right? And just change your question and work around it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that also helps your self-esteem because then you stop making things your fault. You stop making yourself the victim and you begin to empower yourself. So I think that's important. I love that. And uh, changing the question, just turning the tables a bit. And instead of just totally focusing on yourself, just seeing what is the great takeaway from all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Or even just being open to the fact that there is a great takeaway that is to come from this. Yeah. And, and just so that people can see that there's so many ways to do this. Like if your question is, how come nobody loves me? You can change that question around to say, how can I better love mm-hmm. myself? You can apply this to any given certain question that you feel comes up for you. Yeah. Um, and it does take a little bit of retraining in the mind to do this, but it's possible. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing when it comes to, of course, again, the skeptics or those that um, are a little more cynical when it comes to doing the inner work. Um, it's really hard when they're starting to open up to this. They'll come to those quote-unquote blocks, which are not really blocks, but they'll recognize that, okay, this is a situation where I can shift, but what's the point? And that's when you start to turn backwards. But when you do hit those blocks, those quote-unquote blocks that are not really a block, but when you do recognize that you are there um, and you want to turn around because that's the easy route, just challenge yourself in that moment to simply change the inner dialogue, change the question to something else for a short period of time, for 20 seconds, just see what to see what happens. Yeah, or to sit down and do one of your beautiful meditations. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, right? Yes. Um, and, or this could lead us into number nine, which uh-huh. would be write down three positive coping mechanisms. So – We've talked about changing the question. We've talked about self-esteem. And the reason why I included this one at number nine is because sometimes the more that we see, the more tempted we are to fall back into negative patterns or just to immediately go and self-sabotage because we think we can't change or that we're stuck. So in those moments of depression or self-pity or even when you find yourself spiraling down, write down three positive coping mechanisms. So for instance, instead of Friday night going and sitting on the couch and eating a tub of ice cream and watching Bridget Jones' diary, not that that was my past uh, (laughs) self-sabotaging pattern or anything, uh, maybe perhaps your Friday night would look like taking a bath, eating a salad and getting to bed early and doing a meditation or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So that would be a more positive coping mechanism than drowning yourself in a sappy movie with ice cream. Um, <laughs> and obviously, there are different extremes to that, but um, positive coping mechanisms can include anything from exercise to eating well, being around positive people, journaling, meditating, things like that. 
Yes, I think, well, and again, so I'm going to keep thinking of the skeptic that, not the skeptic, but the more cynical person that is having a hard time even just going to to some sort of positive action because that can be hard and it's so easy to rely on the comfort. When you're in that moment where you're like, okay, I keep coming to this position where I am comfortable, where is this leading you to? Because if you see that this pattern you continue to create, this habit, um, this coping mechanism that you just keep relying on, if that keeps taking you to the same place because everything in life is a pattern, how can you potentially, and doesn't you don't have to think like, oh, I'm going to switch over to a positive coping mechanism, but instead, what can you do to shake things up to use a different habit. And of course that in itself will be a more positive coping mechanism. But you know, a lot of people just like think like, Oh, the smart thing to do is to meditate. So that's exactly what I don't want to do because it is um, very common for humans to have their self-sabotage voice take over and just go back to what's comfortable. And so it's hard to be like, Oh, you know what? To feel better. I'm just going to go do yoga in this moment. You know, um, when that's so what is just something even slightly more simple that you don't have a resistance to do that is completely different to shake things up from this normal habit that continues the pattern? Yeah. Like something that doesn't overwhelm you. Yeah. Something that doesn't push you away immediately. I like to eat a salad because I mean, like that just means you get eat some food (laughs) (laughs) or sit in sunshine. Go eat a cucumber. Go juice that Uh, radish. (laughs) Yes. I heard of something Um, recently. Oh, wait. You Never mind. You wouldn't do this. Never mind. I was going to say I've heard of something recently where people air fry radishes and it tastes like potatoes. But yeah, no. You wouldn't do that. I mean, I might dehydrate a radish. I'll let you know how that goes. (laughs) Oh, that's so great. Okay. (laughs) Moving into number 10. Um, this one is is the more, I would say, probably one of the deeper ones and more spiritual components, Like, and it depends on what you believe in, and, and you don't have to believe in anything, but um, this one is honor the presence of grace in every past, present, and future moment of life. It's beautiful. Um, you know, I, I love the song Amazing Grace, and I oh. believe that each of us carries grace with us um, because I mean, we all mess up, we all encounter hardships and we all are given so much grace in this life. It's unreal. And when you just go back and start thinking about it, you're like, Oh my God, I have grace with me. I have angels with me. And it reminds you that everything does happen for a reason. There's so much to learn from and they're just, everybody's human experience is so different. So I give you permission, I give myself permission to honor what has happened in the past, as traumatizing as it may have been, to respect what's happening in the present as disheartening or as discouraging as it might be, and maybe even to give grace to things that are in the future, even if you fail, right? Because you're knowing that you're going to pick yourself back up no matter what. So um, me, for number 10, honoring the presence of grace in my life, past, present, and future is something that humbles me to my knees every time I think about it. So, um, yeah, and that actually leads me into my 11, lucky number 11. Uh, Time tells all, time reveals all. And I know I've told you this many times. Like, it's my favorite quote. I feel like I say it every time I'm on the phone with a friend or family. But (laughs) it's just because 
so many times in just the past 10 years, I felt like I didn't have the answers. Why is this happening to me was my question, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the answers, but then it was like five years later, 10 years later, it revealed itself. So we might never have the answers, but usually if you give something enough time, things begin to unravel and you see that the path that you're on was exactly meant for you and things are exactly as they were meant to be. You were protected. Things happened for you. Everything happens for a reason. And that phrase, every time I tell it to myself, brings me peace. So, mm. Oh, Christina, that is all so beautiful. The second you were talking about Amazing Grace, that is actually one of my favorite songs, um, spiritual songs of all time. Because I'll sometimes just meditate to songs that make me feel connected to God, grace, source, universe. Imagine just like closing your eyes and listening, pulling up Charlotte Church, singing Amazing Grace and meditating to that. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> that would be, just just try it out. Just um, try it out. Yeah. <laughs> Time really does though. It does truly tell all, reveal all. One thing I've learned is, as far as also um, meeting new people and new relationships, time is going to be what shares the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I know that we all, time is something that we can never get back. And time is something that reveals to us things that, I mean, gosh, just look at how some things have unraveled in history. I know, I know. Unreal. Time is like, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I've learned also recently something about myself because I am a very impulsive person, which is not the best thing. And I've really had to learn to take time with even just saying yes to certain opportunities or um, saying yes to certain people because I, I too, am also a people pleaser and want to please everybody. And so just like giving things time and space, not to reveal something, but just to honor how I'm truly feeling about something because most everything is like a yes, a deep yes or a deep no right away. But I do actually need to entangle certain things for a bit, and that can only happen in time. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Raquel, <laughs> thank you for having me on, and thank you, everybody, for Wait. listening. Oh, what? Before you go. I'm not going. You just have to give us. A- you tell me when to go. Christina, <laughs> <laughs> get out. No, you are staying. Stay put. Just kidding. No. Um, well, okay, so I just want to know – um, your favorite raw vegan recipe right now? Because I mean, you're on here. We've got fully raw Christine on. We've got to get some like raw vegan tips for oh uh, a raw vegan gosh. to have in our life right um, now. Whether you're vegan or not, raw vegan or not, you know, we all deserve to nourish our bodies with raw vegan meals. If I mean, if people are looking for raw food recipes, I have like 800 videos on my YouTube <laughs> channel free, free, free raw food recipes. And if you want something a bit more mobile, they can check out my app. It's just called Fully Raw by Christina, iTunes and Google Play. Um, but I would say this, um, Raquel and I have eaten a lot of raw food meals together in Bali. Basically, that's all we did was go out to raw food restaurants each yep. night. Yep, London. Bantra. Um, shout out Bantra. Go, go shout out Bantra. <laughs> <laughs> raw lasagna is so good. I know we, we love our raw lasagna. I know we love, like, zucchini noodles and mm-hmm. the soul bowls. Ugh. And I, you know what? I just love fresh produce and any kind of good sauce. Like, just... 
find one or two, three good recipes that you love and make them over and over again. And as like you learn to make more things, you'll find out what what you love. Like it doesn't have to be difficult though. Like don't eating raw food is not overwhelming. It's just eating fruits no. and vegetables. Take away the the overwhelm because it's it's just nourishing yourself. That's it. Oh, it's so simple. What I actually had right before um, the podcast, I was craving something else. I was craving this crunchy thing, but instead I just like had some grapes. I'm on a grape kick right now for whatever reason. I'm obsessed with grapes. I love it. But that's so simple. What are you having for dinner tonight? Uh, a salad. Always. <laughs> uh, I So basically every green with cucumbers, carrots, a little bit of cabbage, and a dressing that is a lemon beet tahini cilantro dressing. I knew it. I always have tahini <laughs> in my salads. Girl, I'm Lebanese. That's how we roll. Yes. Yes. Tahini you queen. Make the best. I still cannot make tahini as good as you. I, I know you got the recipe, but there's something there's something like an extra magic you put in it. I'm it's just the, it's the Lebanese touch. Yes, it's the <laughs> Lebanese touch. All right. I love you so much. Where can I everyone you find you on the socials? Uh, Fully Raw Christina or my website at fullyraw.com. And do you have anything coming up? Any challenges? Any retreats? I have two retreats coming up this year. One in St. Lucia, one in Bali. And... Um, other than that, like, just check out my website. Everything's there, fullyraw.com. And thank you for that. <laughs> of course. I love you so much. I love you too, and Coco loves you. He's been laying at my feet this whole time saying, Mom, Mom, I hear Raquel's voice. <laughs> Coco! <laughs> Dear Yomis, thank you so much, so, so much for lending your ear and taking time, valuable time for your soul to listen to this episode. Today, I am honored to provide this for you and I hope something in this spoke to you and shifted you in some way. I would love to personally connect with your soul on, well, of course, IRL, but also on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. My Instagram, which I am finally active on, is at Raquel Mantra, that is spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra. I'll put that in the show notes and make sure to not only see and respond to all the comments, but also send love back to you because why not? And then for you to also connect with me and this powerful tribe of like-minded individuals, high-vibing individuals to, to raise your vibrations, feel free to join us in the Euro Magic Secret Facebook group. That will also be left in the show notes. And feel free to browse yourownmagic.life. I have some free guided meditations on there and more information about upcoming retreats and events. And of course, my offering, my service, is the Soul Tribe exclusive site, which is $44.44 USD. This is for life for you to receive many meditations and the most recent one was to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to see your highest potential in a hypnotic state. For example, like reprogramming your subconscious mind to see your highest potential while you're in a hypnotic state, along with others like activating your third eye or short, simple ones to ease you into your morning or alleviate anxiety and a lot of deep imaginings which i love to do personally is to just visualize and expand my imagination so i can be more creative in my day in addition to that other soul expanding journalings to ask yourself every morning and magic challenges and other spiritual rituals yada yada (laughs) 
Anyway, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.